they got me on the mic alone today. Wow. Let's get it going. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cave Pod. We're on to episode number three now. And we're starting to enter the important parts of your fantasy football season. You're going to be dealing with bye weeks. You're going to be dealing with injuries. I know Kamara was a big injury for a lot of people. That was a brutal one. But as the old adage goes, on to week nine. Whether you're on your way to work, on your way to school, doing your hustle, whatever it is, fantasy football week number nine is on your mind. And I'm here to help you out. Get some good starts, good sit. Gonna go over all the positions, give you a little breakdown. Also gonna be talking a little bit about basketball. Basketball season started. We all know how exciting this upcoming season's gonna be. It's already shaping up to be an exciting one. We got Ali back with his popping off segment. And we'll review the week nine matchups for the Cave League. Some huge games coming up. Alright, so sit-ums, stardoms, basketball, weekly matchups coming up. Stay tuned. Alright, so welcome back and uh, let's get right into it. Uh, For my first stardom of the week, I'm going to have to start with quarterback. My first stardom of the week, I'm going with Josh Allen. And uh, let me just make this clear. If you're at this point of the season and you need to start Josh Allen, you might want to start looking for better quarterbacks. I understand Josh Allen's Allen's upcoming schedule has set up for him to succeed. You know he's going to put up the numbers. He's got the rush yards. I'm just a little worried about his consistency. You're not worried about that right now. You're just worried about week nine. He's got a plus matchup against Washington. They've just been awful against the pass. And Josh Allen is multidimensional. He's going to give you the rush yards. I can definitely see Josh Allen having a huge week. Uh, on the flip side, uh, this one, I feel like it's it's a little cheating. Uh, I'm going to go with, for my sit of the week, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Uh, and honestly, you might have to consider sitting Kyler Murray for the next month. Uh, David Johnson, you don't know what's happening with him. They play San Francisco twice. Ugh, we don't even need to tell you about San Francisco's defense. They're undefeated for a reason, and it's not because of their offense. And uh, I-, I see Arizona as almost like one of those Mirage teams because they've won three games this season, but those three games have come against the worst teams in the NFL. It was just their easy part of their schedule, and now their schedule is toughening up a little bit. I mean, that's just, it's just brutal to face San Francisco twice in three weeks. I'd also be a little wary of Daniel Jones uh, facing Cowboys defense. Uh, Cowboys defense has actually been playing pretty well against quarterbacks. They create a lot of pressure. They have some good players uh, at corner, at safety. Uh, look for look for Dallas to kind of change things up a little bit, throw some exotic blitzes and exotic schemes at Daniel Jones. And hey, look, if, if these are the quarterbacks that you're dealing with at this point in the season, it, it might be best for you to start maybe looking for a trade. And it's not a bad idea to invest some of your pieces. Maybe you have a receiver that you haven't started. And that makes me think of maybe our next uh, position for stardoms and sit-ums is wide receiver. My The first wide receiver, off like without even doing any research, I'm going to tell you to sit him this week is Sammy Watkins. Whether Mahomes plays or not, Watkins just been dealing with too many injuries. Also got to deal with... Tyreek Hill, got to deal with Travis Kelsey eating up all the targets in that scheme. And this week he's facing Minnesota. Trey Waynes has actually been a great cornerback, shut down for the Vikings. And that just sets up a long night for fantasy owners. 
for wide receiver starts, first things first, you got your Dallas Cowboys. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup coming off a bye. They're facing the Giants. They better be in your lineup. A couple really nice free agency or waiver wire pickups you can find. Be players like Danny Amendola. Matthew Stafford trusts him over in Detroit. He's a sure-handed wide receiver. He's been getting a lot of looks. Uh, he's Especially if you're in the PPR type of format, go for a Danny Amendola. He's playing the Raiders. He fits the Lions scheme, and it just seems like a breakout game for Danny Amendola. For me personally, I picked up Chris Conley from Jacksonville. He's had a really good past two weeks, and I look forward to him continuing it. He's shown a really good chemistry with, with uh, Gardner Minshew, the quarterback who also has been surprisingly playing really well. Gardner Minshew mania has still been in full effect. And with that happening, that's that's honestly turned Leonard Fournette into a must-star every week. Coming into the season, you didn't really expect Fournette to be this this workhorse type of running back. A lot of people had some question marks and criticisms about him, but he's handled it really well. This season, he's been balling. He's been that workhorse back that Jacksonville really desperately needs. And they're actually a contender now in that division. They're only one game off, two games off. They're a nice balanced team, and uh, that's a team like Arizona almost, but that brings me to my sit of the week. If you have David Johnson, honestly, you need to get him off your team ASAP. Sell him low. Do whatever you can. He's facing the 49ers. I already mentioned that twice in three weeks. You got a buy coming up. You already got his injury to deal with. Now you got Kenyon Drake in the fold. Uh, another running back to avoid too this week would honestly probably be all of the Detroit Lions running backs. It, it feels like that running back by committee is going to happen there. Ty Johnson, I guess, was supposed to be the rumored starting back, but you didn't really get that much production. And you see that with a lot with the Lions. They, they get a little pass happy towards the ends of games. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like they're willing to stick to the running back uh, plan. I can see this week being uh, full of high expectations, but I'm going to be calling this one a bust. Ty Johnson, you might not want to start him this week. And uh, another bust alert too. Uh, I'm, I've been big on David Montgomery since the absolute beginning. And he's been a disappointment so far. And that, that that's what makes last week's performance so great. For those of you that had David Montgomery all season and finally started him, you threw a party. 24 points in PPR, amazing. But I think it's going to come back crashing to earth. Uh, this week they're playing Philadelphia. They You know they got a tough defense. And that brings me to my running back start of the week. And I am very hesitant to pick this because I love to stay away from bad teams and Miami Dolphins is the epitome of a bad team but my running back start of the week I'm gonna go with Mark Walton the running back you know they they got rid of Kenyon Drake now he's got the backfield to himself and they're playing the Jets this week and like I said this is not a player you want to start every single week you don't want to rely on him he's he's a player that if say you have like a Saquon Barkley he's a great RB2 to have at this point in the season and at this point in the season, honestly, it's not a bad idea to start looking at taking risks, taking players that you think could have a huge performance in your flex spot. Because at this point, you should either have two great receivers or a good running back and a good receiver and just balance all around. You, you want to have an identity. We talk about that a lot on this show, and it, it's important because with an identity, it sets up like a plan for how you're going to build your team. It's almost like having assets. And it pains me, man. Some people struggle with fantasy football and they wonder why. And and I look at it as the same mistakes every year. You, you draft the number one running back, you want to draft their backup. If your defense isn't getting you eight points a game, you want to go pick up another defense. It's these small things that really separate the good and the great. 
and it's, it's just having a plan and sticking to it. For my plan throughout the years, it's always been, I want to have a great quarterback, a great receiver, and a great running back, and then I'm going to fill the rest of my spots out, hope I get 10 points from everybody else. Because if you do that, you're going to get 125, 130 every week. And for most weeks, that's, that's enough to help you win that game. But that's it for my sit-em stardoms of the week. Uh, it's going to be a really long season for a lot of people. Alright, so let's move over to our weekly matchups. I'm going to start with Hayat versus me. Uh, this matchup is really ugly. We're missing our key receivers. We don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play. Um, just looking at it, Hayat's got some great matchups for him. He's got Jacksonville versus Deshaun Watson. Also got Danny Amendola versus Oakland. I gave that a shout out. Uh, overall, this is a matchup of two teams with a lot of firepower. Uh, unfortunately, my firepower right now is Sam Darnold at quarterback, and I don't know if I trust that. Uh, Marquise Brown's playing against the best defense. Uh, David Montgomery, who is my sit of the week, and I have to start him this week. So it's it's looking tough. It's looking tough. Uh, I open up as a 24-point underdog, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make up those points. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be that guy that kills me. I, I can see it already. So with that, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick 145 Hayat to 125 me. Uh, if I played Hayat on any other week, I, I would have liked my chances a little bit better, but that's how fantasy goes. For that, I'm going to Hayat. Next matchup is Arafat versus Sultan. Sultan's faced some bad luck. He's faced adversity this whole season. Uh, he's been scrutinized for his quarterback situation. Jimmy Garoppolo, dropping 51 points on Jimmy Garoppolo, man, that's indefensible. I, I have nothing to say to that. Uh, you got some good picks up, pickups, though, with uh, Chris Godwin, Melvin Gordon, that it seemed like your gamble paid off, but ever since he took the field, it kind of seems like your gamble hasn't at all. Yeah, that's, that's like typical San Diego Chargers. Oops, I'm sorry, I meant LA Chargers. Like anybody in LA cares. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, Miles Sanders had a great game. Uh, Arafat, looking at your team, it's, it's you know, the typical worksmanship. Derek Carr, I think he's going to have a huge game. They're going to be met passing a lot versus Detroit. Uh, Kenny Galladay, nice, nice. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this, this is a tough one to call. Arafat's got a lot of his players on by. Uh, Sultan's team, I don't doesn't really pop out to me. This is a close matchup. Arafat's up eight in the projections, but I'm going to have to go with the upset. I'm going to have to go with Sultan. If you can get some production out of his wide receiver too, just a little bit. Just give me 15 points. Uh, Sultan, I, I think you might pull this one out. On the next one, which is Vicky versus Bear. Bear had a huge win last week. Huge upset win. Keeps him alive. He's not completely eliminated from the playoffs yet. Uh... But the problem is he's starting Daniel Jones, man. Why did you trade Aaron Rodgers? You got to start Greg Olson, who's gotten five points combined the last six weeks. The last five weeks, I'm sorry. Uh, 
receivers don't have a single wide receiver one. I mean, Odell Beckham, yeah, but has he been performing that well? He's facing Chris Harris in the Mile High City. I don't know about that. Looking at Dickie's team, he's got the most complete team. Let me read it down to you. Tom Brady, DeAndre Hopkins, Julian Edelman, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Darren Waller, who's been a beast, and then we get to his flex where he has Jalen Samuels. And I don't think he has Jalen Samuels because he wants him. He has him just to screw the people that have James Conner, which is, I respect it. I respect it. Uh, he's been trying to shop around Todd Gurley and Calvin Ridley to everybody, but I don't think anybody in their right minds would trade for that. But hey, I digress. Uh, back to the score. I, Vicky, uh, I'm going to go with Vicky. I'm going to go with Vicky. Bears team is, is good, but not enough firepower. Uh, I, Bear might struggle to put up 100 this week. He needs a huge game from Tevin Coleman. Uh, I'll go 112 Bear to 150. No, I'll go 140 Vicky. 140 Vicky to 112 Bear. Next matchup is a huge one. This, this might be a dagger for one of the teams it's sheed versus sani oh man sani i i i I don't know what to say bro why would you do that trade uh david johnson chase edmonds and michael gallup michael gallup's gonna have a couple good weeks but why would you do that trade you gave up your best player dude that's horrible now now like who's your best player you you have a nice alvin kamara and, and david johnson combo but alvin kamara's on by and Brandon Cooks is on by, and Chase Edmonds is out, and Tyler Boyd is on by. That leaves on your bench. Justice Hill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this guy's team all over and i don't even know if he realizes this yet but the trade for andrews i wanted andrews just because he wouldn't have a tight end in the week that you play me because <laughs> evan ingram's on a bye that week <laughs> this this might be one of the rare double ups sheed might win 200 to 100 in this game <laughs> i would not be surprised <laughs> okay let me collect myself. On, on to the next matchup. Usman versus Tarek. Tarek, uh, he's been hot lately. Three games in a row. Uh, Usman, meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, he's lost a couple games. He's lost actually only one game. I'm sorry. Uh, he's up favored 135 to 130. Uh, man, this, this, this is a prove-it game for Tarek. Uh, I told him the year that I won the championship, I started off the season 2-6. and six and i got high i actually i beat Tarek at to make myself three and six and propel myself to the championship because that's what champions do and i told him this is this is your championship moment if you, if you want to prove it if you want to prove it to us that you're the goat this is the game that you got to win i mean you've been to the finals four times and you've won once against the cupcake is that really even a championship that's that's come on <laughs> 
digress again. I'm not going to go there. But, okay, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, T.Y. Hilton, Stephon Diggs. That's a really solid matchup, really solid lineup. My problem with you, man, Robbie Anderson, that, that's obviously a weak point in your in your lineup. Where, where do you go to get points from there, man? Why, why don't you start Devin Singletary? I think that might be a smarter start. He, Devin Singletary has been a little bit better. Uh, the only thing you got going for you is Lamar Jackson is playing against New England. Hopefully for you, they neutralize him. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I could see that being a, a, a high-scoring game. Uh, just overall, he's got too much firepower. McCaffrey, he's got Thielen. Thielen's coming back from injury. He'll be good. Uh, Jameson Crowder might have one of those big PPR games. So th- this is a tough one. Th- this this is a tough one. This is going to be a 140 to 135 type of game, minimal. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with this month. Swan's got the, the best team in the league right now. Uh, just McCaffrey's hot. Thielen coming back. Uh, I don't I don't see you matching that firepower unless unless if your running backs do their thing, which is entirely possible. All right, so uh, last matchup and probably the least important: uh, Doe versus Khaled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this is a matchup of number ten versus number eleven. So the two out of three last place teams and you look at their squads and it shows why uh, we, we all know about Khaled's deals he's been heavily criticized for them he traded away what was it Jared Cook for for a running back I can't even remember the running back Carrion Johnson are you serious or no no I'm sorry he traded away Jared Cook for DK Metcalf still and the guy DK Metcalf drops two touchdowns the very next week uh, just, just, it's just been a string of bad moves by Khaled, but so far, I mean, he's, he's done his thing. He's, he's in the playoff conversation, albeit on the, the bottom tier of it. Uh, he gets two more wins in the next two weeks. He's right back in the thick of things. Uh, he's playing against a team that's kind of in a similar situation. Came into the season talking about relegation. Uh, he's made some smooth moves, dealt with some adversity, though. Uh, had to deal with the whole AB situation. He did not handle that situation well at all. Uh, but he's come out strong. Uh, had a nice little win streak. Snapped a little bit. Snapped last week. Uh, this week I can see him pulling out the dub. Uh, this is again another prove it game, and I'm definitely uh, I'm feeling dough on this one. Yeah, his team looks a little bit better. Russell Wilson's gonna have a huge game too. Okay, what's up, guys? This is Ali, and I'm joined by my host, House. Yo. And we're going to be doing this segment weekly. Um, I've told you guys a little bit about it. It's called Popping Off. We're going to be bringing on a guest, usually. Or sometimes it's going to be me ranting about my favorite NBA team, the Golden State Warriors, Pistons, and whoever's hot at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so this is what this segment's going to be all about. Um... Let's dive right in. So, Aus, three up, games Al? into the season. Three games into the season. What are your thoughts? 
Well, early, early thoughts. Mm, well, who did I pick to win it all? <laughs> who did? <laughs> okay, we get it. Three no. Three no. Philadelphia 76ers. Looking good on defense. Uh, everybody around the team is playing well. Uh, got some good contributions from Horford. Uh, like to see Embiid keep killing it. Uh, overall, Philadelphia so far my pick. Keep it rolling, man. Man. I'm going to go with the surprise team, man, for the for the hottest team in the NBA right now. And I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I like that. They're scoring 121 points per game. Their point differential is the highest in the league. They're on a, they're 3-0, and undefeated. Mm-hmm. Only a handful of teams can say that. I mean, it's early days. The Sixers, yes, they're undefeated. The Nuggets are undefeated as well. And the Spurs, Coach Popovich, a master class in coaching again, yep. it seems like. Even though DeRozan seems uninterested um, so far. But the Timberwolves are hot. Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins. he's been performing really well. You know what what to expect from Carl Anthony Towns. He's one of those players that can get you amazing stats. I picked him up on my fantasy team. So the agenda is going to be strong all year for the Carl Anthony Towns. And um, what else? What else, Alex? What are some big takeaways you've taken away from the first three games? Uh, I mean, like you said, man, you nailed it with Minnesota. They, I feel like a lot of people are criticizing them over the past few years, calling them soft. You know, they, they've been close to the playoffs. Uh, Minnesota, I, I can see them really having like a, a, a surprise year for everybody. Uh, I mean, it just really depends if, if Wiggins can keep playing at this level, keep his head on straight the whole season, he'll be fire for them. That's a, that's a great addition. And I, I want to see what... Uh, Miami does now that Jimmy Butler is playing. It's kind of a, a, a mishmash of a lineup. Like the, their point guard, you would think it's it's Dragic, but it's not Dragic. It's it's Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's been balling. He's right? been balling. He's exactly. Been balling exactly. You know, they. Jimmy Miami's Buckets one of those man. teams that's kind of like irrelevant for me. Like yeah. <laughs> ever since the, you know LeBron James, unfortunately, yeah. um, ever since he left, you know, to go bandwagon back to. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, go back home. Autocorrect, autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he went back home to the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah, like, that. they basically lost all their muster. So I stopped really caring about Miami. Mm. For me, you know, a, a sad, sad situation has been the Golden State Warriors. Like, we got to dig into it, man. That's, that's, that's critical. Yeah, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors for a second. Let me just talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors. So we started off the season, you know, they had that lineup with Steph and Draymond, and Draymond got hurt in that first game against the, uh, the Clippers. And then they lost that game by a lot. The very next game, terrible. Same thing, same rotation, same starting lineup. What I noticed last night, though, against the Pelicans they changed their rotations up. They took Steph out a little bit earlier mm-hmm. in the first quarter and then brought him in a little bit earlier in the second quarter. You know, just to give him, just to kind of shore up that second unit. That second unit was getting killed. And another change they made, they brought in rookie Jordan Poole. You know, Michigan, he played for Michigan last year. He came into the starting lineup, hit three straight threes right off the bat, was three for three. Um, kind of like made the defense stay true to the three-point shot so Steph had those driving lanes Draymond had those driving lanes to drive and kick and that's what the Warriors need they need that spacing and they weren't getting that so they brought in Jordan Poole spaced the floor 
and you know what they they were dominating i mean steph was a plus 32 in in 31 minutes you can't ask for a little, little bit more exposure for Jordan Poole for people that don't know who he is. He, uh, he's a rookie out of Michigan. This dude is a baller. He had he had an abundance of swagger. That's that's the words that Jim Bayline used for him. Uh, he he's he's clutch. He'll be the one that wants to take the open shot. And like you said, man, them missing Clay is a big deal. But if they can have uh, his length in there to play. I mean, we know he's not going to play defense at the Clay Thompson level, but if he can produce uh, his three-point shots, keep going. Man. Yeah, I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, you're going to have games where he's not right. going to play great, but he has that ability to space the floor. Right. He's an extra body that you could throw at mm -hmm. any threes or twos, you know? Mm -hmm. the, the beauty about the Warriors is that they're a free-flowing like team. Exactly. And, and Jordan Poole fits that system perfectly. I, I think so too, man. And D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he looked really, he looked really good last night. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see if that holds up. They, they definitely need some depth. That big man with Kevin Looney going down. Um, Willie Cauley Stein is not back yet, so they're kind of weak at the in their front line. But who knows? The Warriors can turn things around. So let's talk about the Clippers and the Lakers a little bit. That LA situation. That very first game of the season, we seen Kawhi come in like a robot. He totally destroyed LeBron and the uh, LeBron and the Lakers. And you're not really expecting to see that from the Lakers. First game of the season, you know, it's a huge game. Um, most of the fans were Lakers fans, even though it was a Clippers home game. And then just Kawhi Leonard just came out, set the tone early. That crowd got really quiet. They knew that Kawhi was for real. And they did it without Paul George. And the Lakers, I mean, they bounced back. They've won a couple games in a row now. LeBron James is starting to look... Like he's getting into shape, into game shape, so he's starting to look a lot better. Anthony Davis is looking great. Kuzma's They're scary as well. Kuzma's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back soon. Um, Danny Green was a great addition. It seems like he's been spacing the floor like crazy for them, hitting, you know, scoring a lot of points. Right. What have you noticed so far from these the, the, LA teams? The Lakers, and specifically, man, they're, they're so much more successful, obviously, when LeBron and, and Anthony Davis are doing their thing. For them, it's going to come down to their role players, and that's that's major. That's a major key for both LA teams, I think. Uh, personally, looking at the squads, I, I think the Clippers probably have more depth than the Lakers, but the Lakers, I would say, they, their uh, experience... Uh, especially with LeBron and Anthony Davis, that, that kind of puts them a little bit above, above above the Clippers for right now. The the battle for LA is going to be exciting all year, man. Uh, I, I really don't know who to root for. I don't know who, who which is a better team. Like, You can make an argument for both, and both have flaws. But, hey, they're, they're, but, but the, at, at the same, same time, time they're they also arguably the two best teams in the NBA. What was the game between the LA Galaxy and LAFC called? El Trafico? El well, we're going to have a lot of El Trafico this season with the <laughs> Lakers and the Clippers because both of those teams are are tough teams with important players. So mm -hmm. we've got a lot to see there. That division is stacked, you know, with the Golden State Warriors in it. That's 12 games this season that we're going to see. We've already watched two of them. So we got 10 more games just between those three teams. I'm just excited to see the Warriors get back healthy back in this discussion. Another team that's been playing well, the Dallas Mavericks. That Luka Doncic and, and Chris Stapsport, Porzingis combination is crazy. Luka's averaging almost 30 points per game, seven assists. I mean, they're looking good. They lost last night to the Blazers. But other than that, I, I'm excited to see what that team does down. 
Right, right. Luca last year he had monster numbers too, man. I think it was like what, 26, 5, and 5? Something no, like he didn't that. average that. He averaged like maybe 20. He, 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 was, he had, a, he had a, a high average. Yeah, he, he had a great year. He, I mean, he won rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, Trey Young, he was his main rival for rookie of the year, and Trey Young came out, right. started the year really, really hot. Very Luka, impressive. Luca started the season hot, and then uh, Trey Young. Ended the season way hotter. Way hotter, yeah. yeah. Trey Young, and he started the season probably as hot as he ended last season. Not hotter than Luca, although both of them are playing really well. But that that draft class is going to be legendary. That, that, that's, that's an exciting, exciting like little mini friendly friendly look rivalry. Especially because they were traded for they each were other. Traded, yeah, they exactly. were traded for each other, but, like draft picks. Exactly, and it worked out for both teams. I feel like because Dallas, it feels like a Doncic type of place to be. Or I mean, Doncic feels like. Dallas, you know, that's where he should be. And Trey Young, he fits that style for Atlanta, too. He's definitely more of a swaggier yeah, player right. than Luka. Although Luka does have that European swagger about yeah. him. He's just, he's maybe not as quick, but he's agile, Dallas can shoot. They're all Europeans. <laughs> yeah. They've always been like that. I mean, them in San Antonio, they've been, you know, the leaders in the right. international movement. Right, for All sure. of the Texas teams, if you want to include the Rockets with Hakeem and Dikembe and Yao. Right. Um, Do you have any specific players you want to shout out? One player that I've, that's kind of, he's been, the spotlight's been shining on him a lot these past couple of days is Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had those amazing games. That first game, he dropped 50 points, missed the game winner. The very next game, he comes down and drops, you know, 38, 39 points. Hits the game winner against the Knicks in that Battle of New York game. And then the third game, I mean, they lose to the Grizzlies, but he balls out again. He has another 37-point game. So he's been playing amazing. But there's been a report today that came out and said something about him having kind of issues with the team and the the teammates feeling alienated. And the Clippers are... (laughs) Look in the game. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Hold on, let me just gather my thoughts. So the Clippers, <laughs> so the Clippers are hoping that Kevin Durant <laughs> helps Kyrie Irving with his mental side of the, you know, mental frame and mental thinking of the game and stuff, and kind of gets him back on that even keel where he can focus on the game and focus on his teammates. I don't know how well that's going to work out personally, but I'm excited to see it. What are your thoughts about that house? It's it's troubling that they're coming out really early. Hopefully, it's it's just a minor hiccup. Uh, maybe Durant helps him out with that. I mean, supposedly they're all friends, them and uh, DeAndre Jordan, and they all teamed up together. And this was kind of planned for for a few months. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to take it because just last year it feels like the same exact issue with uh, Boston. Trey Young too, bro. Yeah, Trey Young. We just talked about Trey Young, though. So, which one had... So, some of the best, you know, things that... The biggest surprises so far, This one of the teams is the Suns. Their biggest offseason additions. You know, I mean, the Suns... They got Ricky Rubio. They got Kelly Oubre. Aaron Baines. You know, um... I think they're gonna... You know, they won a couple games. They're, that's a surprise. Miami Heat rookie. Kendrick Nunn. The guy you were just talking about, he's averaging 22 points per game. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler comes back, I think, today. So yeah, 
I it's going to be interesting to see how he plays with none. But he's been a good surprise. A surprise so far early in the season. I might go pick him up in fantasy. <laughs> uh, I think Arafat picked him up. Did he? Yeah, he picked him up for sure. Because I asked him about him and he was like, I already am picking him up. I hope Arafat loses this week then. <laughs> Who's playing? So what has been the biggest disappointment so far? The biggest disappointment? I don't even have a disappointment. I don't know what disappointment. <coughs> Gary Harris? That's <laughs> on side. For me, the biggest disappointment of a team has been the Pistons. The Pistons, you know, they promised us all this stuff about how they're going to be one of the higher seeds in the East and how they're going to look good this year. And they're one and two. They're one and two, but I mean, what's going on with Blake, that whole saga? Uh, they don't want to roll him out. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like he's he thinks that he's healthy yet. Uh, it's it's more of a wait and see approach with the Pistons right now. Uh, hopefully, they just don't dig themselves in too big of a hole because in the seasons past they would get off to hot starts. They they would start uh, the season off good and then hit kind of like a like a mid season stumble and then finish the season what like thirty eight and forty move quickly. Sacramento in the West. Looks terrible. <laughs> Shout out Fahad. Your team is trash. Trash. They're not doing Buns, fam. The Kings. I don't know what's going on. You told me, buddy. You lied to me about Buddy Yield and Darren Fox. <laughs> you lied. All summer, you lied about that team. You said you were going to have a good team. Your team is trash. So that's, I mean, it's a surprise. They have no direction. Nothing, man. That's a dead team. That's like the Detroit Lions. Tell them. Yeah. It's time to move on. It's time. Sacramento is dead. You know, a positive shout out I got, man. I I picked him as my rookie of the year, kind of. uh, RJ Barrett. 21 points a game. Seven rebounds. Three assists. Off to a hot start. New York's. They they look decent. They, They have a pulse. They've lost some heartbreakers. They've won one game? I think they're one and two. I haven't really been paying attention to the Knicks since Melo left. Yeah, no one pays attention to the Knicks. <laughs> the yeah, Knicks don't pay attention RJ to the Barrett, I seen, I saw like a couple of things about his stats and how he's been playing amazing. He's been averaging, what, like 19 and... 21. Oh, 21. Oh, yeah. okay. On like 50% shooting. Yeah, 50% efficient. Exactly. I will play. He's a good if defender. He can keep it up. He's 6'7". Yep. Big guy. Big wing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to get, get the, the minutes. He's going to get the... He's going to get the chances, but there's just that, that organization you, is proved that it's been terrible for <laughs> player development. One rookie I do want to shout out is John Morant. Solid. This guy just went head-to-head with Kyrie, toe-to-toe, and he blocked Kyrie's shot to win the game. And then, you know, he led Memphis... That Jay Crowder shot to win the game came off of a pass of John Moran. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just flying up the court, mm-hmm. dunking it. He looks impressive. Very, very impressive. For a second on that one, it looked like he was going to be out of control, try to pull up and take a, a bad shot. But he collected himself and passed it off to Crowder. And Crowder, so composed. Like, he, he took it up and shot it within, like, one motion. It, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautifully designed. If it was designed, it was a beautifully designed play. Right. Um... Looking at my over-unders, I know I, I picked Golden State to win over seven, 47 games. So far, I'm going to go ahead and say they will win 80 games as they only have two losses this season. <laughs> I think they win out. And so I think that prediction will remain correct. 
Come on. <laughs> I mean, I can't really say they've been a disappointment to me because they'll never disappoint me. <laughs> what? But, <laughs> but maybe they've disappointed some people. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> if we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors. <clears throat> I can still see them winning over 37, <clears throat> but it hasn't looked too good so far. I just want to say one fantasy player who I think is going to be a terrible fantasy player. And mainly, I'm not saying this because a certain person named Tarek picked him up in his fantasy team. But I'm going to go ahead and say Andre Drummond. I don't think he's going to perform that well in fantasy this year. I think he's just going to have a bad fantasy year. I think he's just going to be terrible. I think whoever owns him is going to lose (laughs) every single game that they play this year in fantasy. This guy Tarek, man, he snapped on me. He thought he thought I changed his lineup. You know what he did? He clicked to start active players, and that started his active players for Monday, not not Tuesday. Oh my god! <laughs> he was so mad. He called me. He's like, call me because of that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what do you? I didn't do nothing. He's like, oh no, you you're behind this. Oh, you're behind this. I'm like, I didn't do nothing, man. How am I behind it? He was just very angry at me. Bro, he's mad that I ripped him off for, or I ripped off Sonny for Evans, and not him. He's so mad. He's so he's salty. So salty. He's so that. mad. Oh my god, forty-one points he put up for you though. Forty-two. Forty-two. That's crazy. Bro, I beat. I'm four and four. Yeah, stay, stay winning, bro. That's all you need right now. Just win your games. That's all you need to do. I just need a couple more. Like, I just need to separate myself in that four and four pack. That four and four pack runs deep right now. It's everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Is Mahomes on a buy? I think they're. I don't know what time their buy is. I think it's been twelve. They do. They do have a late buy. I think it is twelve. Who is the quarterback for Chiefs? Matt Moore. Who is? Who has him? Dicky. Okay, so a couple things. What do, What are some things you're looking forward to for, you know, the fantasy season and the rest of the season overall? Oh, fantasy. I I'm actually really high on Bam Adebayo from Miami. <laughs> I, I've, I've been trying to get him from Arafat. I was hoping he doesn't know his name because I feel like a lot of people don't know who he is. <laughs> Miami Heat. Can you give me Pascal Siakam? I would love to, man. Give me another week. He's been playing at a high level. I offered you Ben Simmons. I know. For Pascal Siakam. And I need a point guard. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Let me just give Sa- Siakam is somebody who I'm really high on. Yeah. I've. He called out Siakam Siakam from last year. Yeah, Siakam early, early in the year, even the year before that, I was watching him. He was Mm -hmm. coming on as a rookie. I mean, you know, he was coming on, playing great minutes. Last year, earlier in the year, he came out and really proved that he was the number two option behind Kawhi. Even though Kyle Lowry led the team, you know, he was their point guard. Pascal Siakam came out as a defensive and an offensive leader, would carry the scoring load with Kawhi Leonard off the floor and he showed it all year in the finals he dominated Mm -hmm. he played really well in the finals he played really well all year and he's come out this year and dominated he had 34 and 19 or something an incredible game he's just in 7 assists 5 assists he can pass the ball he's people say he's a tiny Giannis but that's I think that's he's different he's different than Giannis he could shoot the ball he's more of a tiny Durant (laughs) yeah uh, he's probably the same size as Durant. He's a big guy. Right. He's 6'10". A baby Durant, I mean. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's strong. He plays defense. 
um, plays above the rim. Mm-hmm. Anything that you ask of him, he could do. Toronto through five. Right. Toronto's asking him to to take more of a leadership role this year, and he's doing he's been it. Their best player. He's been their best player. And Fred VanVleet's been playing well. Yep. I mean, honestly, Toronto's even Lowry. three and one. Yeah, it's, they're all playing one. They're, they just won a championship. I mean, they lost. Obviously, they lost Kawhi, but some people are saying the whole team went to LA, basically. <laughs> but I think it's disrespectful to say, considering the fact that they have these great players on their team now. Toronto's definitely going to be in the conversation. Yeah. I think for, all the way up until the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe they might not have the firepower. I think if they stay hot like this, Masai Jiri might take a look at the team and say, "Hey, we need to go acquire." one more scorer or one more player in them I could see them going out and getting somebody um, on, on you know yeah, uh, right. via trade and really make a run at it again out of the east if they feel like they can beat M- M- Milwaukee mm-hmm. and
a lot of hype surrounding him coming out of high school, a lot of hype surrounding him coming out of college. And now that he's in the NBA, he's really hasn't lived up to the hype, but he's still a young player. He's on a max deal. So I'm excited to see how he looks going forward this season. My young player I'm going to watch this year for sure. Uh, I'm keeping my eye on Trey Young. Last year he proved that he's, he's been balling. Uh, great shooter. He, he kind of it kind of resembles Steph a little bit. He has, he has that swagger to him. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him. You can, you can have an MVP caliber season one year. I think he's going to be an all-star this year. Yeah, uh, that's not a stretch. Yeah, that's not a stretch to say for something Well, all right. So this has been our episode this week. Our segment this week. So... All right, guys. So this was this week's segment of Popping Off. Popping Off. Popping Off. Thank you for coming. Thank you for t- tuning in. No, hold on. Let's start. That was great. <laughs> Good time, buddy. I had to hold my laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm leaving this in. I don't care. For real, <laughs> I'm going to just do it again, but I'm. Ariel, <laughs> done. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's segment of Poppin' Off. Poppin' Off, Poppin' Off. <laughs> I won't uh, say anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got this. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's segment of Poppin' Off. Poppin' Off, Poppin' Off. I hope you guys tune in next week. I'm going to have a guest next week for sure. Surprise guest. Who knows who's going to be? Is it going to be a Lakers fan? Is it going to be a Warriors fan? Probably not. But we're going to have another guest next week. So good luck, everybody, this week coming up in your fantasy teams in real life. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Goodbye. Pop it off. But yeah. Anyways, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. K-Pod episode number... It's a little bit shorter this week. Uh, Just wanted to get you some important news. Next week, we'll be back at you with a full slate, nice segments. Uh, I'm so ready to keep going with this podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next week. Peace.